0: Hello and welcome to The Times Business Podcast, where we look ahead to the news and events that are going to be moving markets over the coming days. I'm Robert Miller. This week, that means a special edition on the budget for 2016. And I'm joined by a stellar cast of experts led by Richard Fletcher, the business editor, Patrick Hosking, the financial editor of The Times, and Anne Ashworth, personal finance and property editor. Welcome to you all. Let me just first of all play a clip from the Chancellor's autumn statement on how he saw progress for the British economy.
1: So let me give the OBR forecasts for deficit and for borrowing. In 2010, the deficit we inherited was estimated to be 11.1% of national income. This year, it is set to be almost a third of that, 3.9%. Next year, it falls to less than a quarter of what we inherited, 2.5%. Then the deficit is down again to 1.2% in 2017-18, down to just 0.2% the year after that, before moving into a surplus of 0.5% of national income in
2: 2019-20, rising to 0.6% the following year.
0: Richard, given what we know now... Is the Chancellor on track or is he in trouble? I
2: wouldn't say he was in trouble. He's The, the parts of the uh, OBR report and, and the Red Book, as we call it, on Wednesday won't make particularly pleasant reading. We're expecting the uh, OBR to downgrade its GDP forecasts, almost certainly downgrade its uh, forecasts for average wage growth so some of it will be a bit gloomy he could be in trouble in that he may miss uh, one of his uh, self-imposed targets you remember he, he imposed these targets and one is to have a surplus by 2019, 2020 hopefully Patrick will correct me if I'm wrong there and he, his other target was that debt as a percentage of GDP would, would fall y- year on year and he may miss that target, we don't know though there were some complications, so the figures looked pretty gloomy last month. But uh, self-assessment, some of us will remember, fell on a weekend, uh, a Sunday, so there may have been less payments into the January than there were than usual, and they went into February, which would give him a boost as he runs up to the end of the year. So it is definitely not going to be as upbeat as the autumn statement, and you'll remember that in the autumn statement he found this money down the back of the sofa, which allowed him to do a, a U-turn on tax credits and uh, without actually having to inflict much pain so it is going to be more painful Um, the economy is slowing almost certainly the world is a more uncertain place so he is he's definitely going to have less to play with but more importantly it's going to be a very different budget this is the first budget of a, of a new administration and you would expect in that scenario, I know we had an emergence of summer budget shortly after he was elected but the first proper budget and you would normally expect lots of bad news in this budget you'd normally expect those sneaky little measures that are going to hit hard to to, to move in now. You'd expect the big reforms, you know, the decision to, you know, merge income tax on national insurance or pensions, which again Patrick will talk about, which have but because we've got this EU referendum on, on june the twenty third, all of that is being pushed to one side. So it's gonna be a very different budget for for the first major fiscal performance of, a, of an administration, so in that sense it is different. A couple of things to look out for, I suspect we will see a rise in fuel duty, um, I suspect we will see support for the North Sea, but on the whole it's going to be a, quite a strange day, which always makes it slightly more difficult to cover and slightly more exciting.
0: Patrick, we've talked about some of the measures that might happen, but people still seem to be braced for tax increases in some way to help cut this deficit. Do you think that's likely?
1: Yes, I think there will almost certainly be some tax increases. The economic weather has changed quite a lot since the autumn statement in the uh, uh, beginning of December. Everything seems to have slowed down. That has to affect. Tax, tax receipts and uh, the temptation will be to, to try and do something about that. There's one good piece of news, I mean, Richard mentioned the, uh, the money down the back of the sofa and that's of course um, the state of the gilt market which has um, yields have fallen even further since uh, December which means there will be the, another windfall for the Chancellor uh, next week of, I don't know, a few, certainly a few billions um, because it's so cheap to, to borrow money.
2: And, and that's why you have to keep such an eye on the inflation forecasts, don't you, of the OBR, because the, those affect those those affect what those their forecasts for their gilt yields as well, and that gives him the money down the side, back of the sofa as well, doesn't it?
1: That's right. Well, it's it's just that they take whatever the current yield is, and they'll be looking at yields. I think this week to determine what's actually in the in the OBR forecasts uh, and ten-year uh, gilts. The, the government can borrow for less than one point four percent a year at the moment.
0: And.
3: I think we have to see everything that George Osborne says next Wednesday in context of his long-term ambitions which is to be prime minister so he many of the measures I think will be shaped in order to encourage as many as people as possible to vote to stay in the EU which should be help him on his path to number 10 so I don't th- I think he's going to be coming up with some feel good stuff that should help him achieve that ambition. For example, he's going to be able to appeal to the youth vote by saying, look, you members of Generation Rent, I've squeezed landlords, turned them into public enemy number one with a succession of tax increases. Look what I'm doing for you through the help to buy ISA, which has proven to be hugely popular. And look how many of you I've turned into homeowners through help to buy. So I think there might be a whole emphasis on You may not ever have had it so good, but things could be a great deal worse. I think he will try to keep an upbeat tone if he can.
0: Well, coming up next, we'll look if the Chancellor really can appeal to the youth vote, given that many of them actually don't even bother to go to the polls.
3: The Times Business Podcast is sponsored by Vodafone's Ready Business Britain. 2016 has been branded the year of the SME. This is your year. Time for your business to stand out. Are you ready? Vodafone's Ready Business Britain, in association with The Times and Sunday Times, has all the advice, insights, and analysis your business needs to make this your year. Get ready. Visit readybusinessbritain.co.uk.
0: Well, welcome back. And let me just pick up on that point. And you talked about appealing to the youth vote, but basically all of you, isn't it what people want to feel from a budget, surely, is to feel better off not worse off, and how's he going to do that?
3: Well, I wonder what my two colleagues think about this, but I suspect he'll try and move some people out of the higher-rate tax band. Do we think that's going to be happening, guys? Do we think that he might try? Yeah, he's, he's got some wriggle will,
2: room. Well, he, 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 he wants to move that up, and there has been lots of speculation that uh, he will also... Uh, increase the allowance uh, before you become a higher rate taxpayer. So, so take people out of that that, that that higher tax rate bracket. I think it'll be some of the usual suspects. I think we'll hear a lot on Wednesday about tax avoidance, particularly by the multinationals. And he'll be talking about how they're going to implement these um, snappily titled OECD uh, BEPS rules and um, so I think we'll hear a lot about uh, multinational tax I think we'll hear a lot about support for businesses what I don't think we'll hear a lot about is um, I don't think we'll hear a lot about business rate tax reform which will will upset uh, retailers and and the like I don't think we'll hear very much about pensions I think we would have heard lots about pensions but I think he's decided that's too controversial ahead of the EU, uh, you know, w- 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 there will be the usual rabbit out of the hat. I have to say, on a personal note, it is rather annoying that the Chancellor has decided to do the budget in the middle of Cheltenham week, um, which doesn't <laughs> make you particularly popular with those of us who are uh, stuck in London producing business supplements rather than uh, enjoying ourselves uh, what is the greatest sporting occasion uh, of the year.
0: Patrick.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, well, in a sense, he's already created the feel good factor by. By rowing back, abandoning these these pension reforms, which would have been hugely unpopular, certainly with the middle classes and the high
2: earners, not for me who wanted to be at Cheltenham <laughs>
3: I think the pension move was very when it was in a real when in a hole stop digging because they weren 't popular with anybody, and they would have encouraged more higher rate and better off employees to leave company pension schemes, which is really, really bad for people on low and middle earnings. So is he was, really right? Do you really
2: think that, that, that just because the chief executive... Because I do understand this argument, mm. but do you really think the chief executive is going to close or make his pension scheme worse just because the Chancellor said you could only put 100 grand a year in rather than 150 before? I mean, it was just basically being abused by chief executives, wasn't it?
3: Mm. Now... I'm not sure exactly whether they some of them I think can manage to be good paternalistic employers but Nevertheless, the Association of Consulting Actuaries is on the record as saying that schemes were leeching higher paid employee uh, workers. And that is not good for the maintenance of the scheme for everyone else in the workforce.
0: What about the idea that a lot of these uh, pension providers, a lot of companies that are managing the pension funds, simply won't allow people access? to their money that's the Chancellor wanted without charging punitive fees to get out. What can he do about that to stop it? He's already said he doesn't like it, but what can he actually practically do?
3: Do you think he dares embark on any more pension reform? The whole of the pensions industry is already all at sea trying to manage what he's already done.
1: Patrick. Yeah, I don't. I think he'll steer steer well clear. He suddenly realised he's he's just put through two of the the biggest reforms to pensions in a hundred years. We've had auto enrolment. Uh, we've had the freedom and choice reforms, which means you not means you don't have to buy an annuity. People are so confused. What they want is a period of absolute stability. And the less he says about pensions, I think, the better.
0: Richard, what business? need now given that there appears to be a slowdown in the economy what do you think that they need or would like to see what are business leaders telling you that they need to get on with the job and contribute to the economy
2: but businesses are expecting this um this business tax roadmap uh, which um it sounds really exciting doesn't it um but businesses are excited by it i suspect they'll be slightly disappointed uh, you'll remember in the last parliament uh, the chancellor set out this corporate tax roadmap, which which saw the level of corporate tax fall, and, and set it on the direction. But I don't think the business tax roadmap will be as interesting. We, we could have some really interesting. And I'm so, sorry, this is slightly technical, but we could see some quite interesting announcements around how you tax interest payment. So at the moment, if you're a UK company, uh, you only pay tax on your profits after you've deducted interest. So if you've got huge borrowings, perhaps say to an offshore entity, and you are paying them... Uh, huge amounts of interest, what's left in the pot after you've paid that interest is what the taxman can get his hands on. And that's that it will fall within these OECD recommendations and we'll probably see some sort of limit on how much interest you are allowed to deduct before you before you pay tax and that'll probably be around sort of for some companies about 30%. So that is I know technical but that is quite important for lots of companies and there are some companies that could be hit, hard hit by those not just sort of you know private equity deals done by uh, sort of entrepreneurs who've who've structured it in such a way that they don't make much money here in the UK, but also actually by some big infrastructure projects, so we may see that there's a sort of public good exemption. So that will be interesting for businesses. Businesses are desperate to see reform of business rates. I suspect they'll be uh, disappointed. North Sea Oil, which I mentioned at the start, will definitely, I I cannot believe we won't see, I can't say definitely because I haven't seen it obviously, but I can't believe we won't see some sort of uh, tax breaks for the North Sea. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, budget for business. I, You know, who knows? And that's the excitement of being a business editor on the day. There's always that last hurrah, particularly from this Chancellor. But who knows? I suspect there will be some hurrah. But um, uh, uh, let's put it this way. I, I haven't schemed in a, a, a larger-than-usual business supplement. Uh, it's, it's the usual 16 pages. Anne?
3: I just wonder what he will do on the savings and investment front. Because he has to be a chancellor. To remember, remember that makes us put money aside. So I wonder whether there will be something on venture capital trusts and enterprise investment schemes, which have become a a quasi pension scheme for an awful lot of people, Made me broadening up the definition of what you can invest in through such schemes and depicting that as a way to encourage people to back growing businesses and the jobs they can create. I think that's the kind of feel good thing that we want to hear from this Chancellor. Remember, he's got to, you know, there's a sort of brexity feeling out there people are beginning euroscepticism may be growing he's got to win people over
1: the one the one thing i'd like to see is 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 some kind of tax concessions to get get businesses spending we've heard a lot about how uh, Government should spend more on infrastructure, but they've got no money. Consumers are up to their necks in debt, debt, a lot of them. The one part of the economy which has got plenty of cash is the corporate sector, and yet they're, they're tending to hand it back to shareholders in dividends or uh, or uh, share buybacks instead instead of actually investing it in capex, which is the one way that may get, get the global economy out of this mess.
3: But Richard, weren't we talking earlier about the ways in which they could change business rents to make people invest in the... In the kit and all the stuff within, say a big warehouse or a big logistics centre, and make that exempt from business rent. They might
2: do, but uh, they, they could do that. But that would be sort of tweaking around the right. edges to a certain extent. But 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 uh, it, it, hopefully it will be a budget that does you know spark some growth. That's what we need, as as
0: Patrick says. Well, thank you all very much indeed for that and uh, let's hope the uh, Chancellor's listening and next year arranges it so that you can also go to Cheltenham and cover the budget later on. Well, that's it for now, but remember you can follow the budget on March the 16th as it happens with The Times online as well as the analysis and what it means for you in business and, of course, how it's going to affect your personal finances. And if you're a Times subscriber, don't forget to sign up to our daily morning and lunchtime emails. And if you don't have a subscription, we do have a special £1 offer that's still there. Just go to the thetimes.com co.uk. If you want to hear us weekly you can subscribe through iTunes. My thanks there to Richard Fletcher, Patrick Hosking and Anne Ashworth. They are all on Twitter so please make a point of following them. We'll be back next week so thank you for listening and we'll leave you with a clip from the autumn statement with the speaker's calming words. Let's hope the Deputy Speaker when he sits traditionally in the chair for Budget Day will just have the same effect. Mr Lewis get a grip of yourself man. Those who have questions to ask will be heard. Meanwhile, the Chancellor will be heard. The
3: The Times Business Podcast is sponsored by Vodafone's Ready Business Britain.
1: Thank you for downloading. To discover more, head to thetimes.co.uk.